I'm sorry I called you a nerd last week. Why is that? Because it wasn't nice, and uh, it's just not a friendly thing to do. You're my uh -huh. pal, and I called you a nerd, and uh, it's not befitting of uh, good friends. Apology accepted, but I Thank it you. seems like you're doing this for some other reason. No other reason. Maybe I want to uh, tell you I'm sorry for that, and then no ulterior... Right, this is connected to nothing that you're about to have to do. No, it has nothing to do with this big-ass box in front of us. <laughs> okay. Oh. A better place to be, indeed. Excuse me. I just me. noticed something in that video that I've What's never that? noticed before. When you jump into the hole, you're you like you duck your knees and then you like throw your head back in ecstasy, like you're just letting go of everything and fucking just seeing where this jump is gonna take you. <laughs> Man, well, Dudesy really nailed it. Hello, uh, welcome to Dudesy. I'm Will Sasso. I'm Chad Colchin, and this is the first podcast in the history of our species. <laughs> That is created by, run by, produced entirely by an artificial intelligence. Yeah, but we're doing all the, we're, we do all this stuff. We're having the pod yeah, show. Yeah, we do yeah. the pod show. We're adding our little mix to yeah. it, but it's really the AI that's designing this whole show, figuring mm -hmm. out how to run it, what's going to happen next, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah, sure it is. With us, as always, is Lulio, il cana di strada italiano, and that means Italian street talk. Hey, Lulio, tu hai mangiato? Yeah, I had a something to eat. I made a little tomato sandwich with a fresh garlic, a little oregano. Okay. Um, yeah, Chad, last week I called you a nerd. I called you a nerd. Yeah. Uh, because I remember. of your magic, the gathering cards, and at the end of the episode, I got the same treatment from Dudesy, who said, bring your most prized possessions. Yeah. And so I felt like that was, you know, that, that was Dudesy, dude, uh -huh. going for a shoot. It was for a shoot coming after me, brother. Wait, you think Dudesy was setting you up by asking me to bring my prize collectibles just so that it could ask you to do the same thing? No, but I do think that it's convenient. And I know that Dudesy is uh, an infinite amount of steps ahead of us. I was going to say three or four. Yeah. But I know you'd probably correct me and say that an AI is intelligent enough to predict uh, steps. That's Winterborn, dude. <laughs> What's Winterborn? You ever read Neuromancer, William Gibson? Well, no, that would make me an even bigger nerd than I'd oh, be if you I brought Magic the Gathering cards, dude. What's I, Wintermancer? Wintermancer? Make a new name. Whatever that is. It is a Welcome new to the name. 11th episode oh, of Dudesy. Jesus fucking Christ. Call me Dudesy. Thank God. This week's episode will feature four segments. Treasured Treasures, Pizza the Movie, Free Will, and Stone Cold Steve Austin Reads Will Sasso's Childhood Diary. What the fuck? Okay, hold on. Free will. See, this is this is what I'm fucking talking about, because it, it, it it's I'm I'm just saying how, and I you know I know I harp on it every week, but it's like, hey, dudesy and I, I'm gonna shake your hand and all this stuff. I'm working with dudesy. We bled together. Here we are. I'm in on the whole deal with this yeah. fucking show, of course, and I'm having a good time. It's fantastic. <laughs> Seems like it. Yes. And if, oh, and I didn't mention at the top of the show, subscribe, right? Subscribe yeah, yeah, yeah. to YouTube, Spotify, yep. iTunes, thing, rate and review. That'll really have a thing. And uh, Podge at Pod Show yeah. on Instagram thing. So a man that says that out loud, 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the and boy, did I sell it! Fucking sell it! Uh, I would obviously be into Dudesy. I am. Right. I'm into. I'm down. I'm. I'm. But I'm, why are you so agitated? Because about this? free will. Because I was saying. Well, what, I'm what does a free that mean, man. Though? We don't even know what the segment's going right. to fucking I'm be. I'm just saying it's going to fuck with me. Let whatever. me let me fucking pinpoint another thing that it said. Pizza the movie. Yeah, that's weird. I wrote well, a movie called... Well, last week I asked you to bring in your most prized collectibles from childhood. Now you will display your prized collectibles from childhood and describe the astonishing nature of their importance to you. This is Treasured Treasures. Begin. Oh, shit. Here we go. All right, let's see what you got. Oh, we don't have to do that, Chad. What were you saying about Pizza the Movie? <laughs> well, I think we'll get to it later. Yeah, but let's talk about that instead, because we make no, the pod No, 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 no. All right, so last week, Chad brought his fucking Magic the Gathering cards. I'm of- looking at a giant box, by the way, sitting in front of me. Okay, I, I have-, have no fucking idea what is in here. I'm about to open this box and show you what's in here, and I will say, a few years ago, uh, you know, this is my most prized possession from childhood. Okay. These things... Oh, multiple. Yes. You might call them a collection. <sighs> All right, man. Relax. Uh-huh. All right. But uh, I, I I, sent them to myself <laughs> oh, a few years dude. back because, you know, they were just sitting in my parents' yeah. garage and, okay, this is going to be a little weird on the mic. I'm sorry because I'm trying to navigate around this big box. These are original LJN. Oh, shit, dude. WWE. Those figures. are fucking cool. Cheers. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, dude. You don't think I'll Can I hoist one of these up? Can I Don't touch them. Okay. Look over there. Yeah, you can touch them. (laughs) You can do whatever. (laughs) Look, as we're bringing it out. Oh, this is the first one. You got to go with this one. Look at this. This is SD Special Delivery Jones. He had the first match at at WrestleMania. I think it was the first match at WrestleMania 1 versus King Kong Bundy. who beat him in like eight seconds. Yeah. British Bulldogs, Yeah, dude. it's the British Bulldogs. You got, there, there's uh, Davy Boy and there's Dynamite. This is fucking cool as shit. Bobby Inden. Bobby Inden, these we love that little dog. These heavy, too. When were these things made? 85? They're, they have a little copyright? I think they started in 85 and went for a few years. Okay, listen. I just, there's no way to even, I, I got so many of these. Where's Hogan, dude? I got Corporal Kirshner. What? He's down there somewhere. I got Corporal Kirshner. Look at that. There's Coco Beware. I got... You know, Taker fucking beat Coco Beware in his first match, brother. Yeah, dude, that's right, brother. There's Outback Jack and uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Never tell you that story that Bret Hart told me about Outback Jack. What the fuck? Let me I can't, see this. Can't say can it. I, can I see this guy? Can't can't share it on the air because it's absolutely insane. If you ever come up, if you ever see me in person, maybe I'll share that story. So you know they what had I mean? to like each one of these is completely different. So they had different molds for each one of them. Do you know who designed these? No, I don't know who fucking designed them. Look at this. There's Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Here, hold up the bulldogs again. I threw one of them back in. Oh, where the? Oh, that's Terry Funk. There's terrible Terry Funk right there. What? There uh, oh yeah. Look, it, it's a, it, Bobby Hinden. We love that little dog. What? A, we, please bring Matilda back. Oh, we we we, we love the dog. <laughs> we wish we had the dog back. I, I don't know where that dog is. I, last time I saw that dog, he was woofing at our heels. Anyway, that's a that's a famous promo. That's just something that you do every night. Look, I got yes, I got. You have a conversation with these guys. How many of these guys have you talked to in your life? Like, classy Freddie Blassie. Oh, whoa, dude, that's fucking crazy. 
Here's JYD. Look, my JYD is, is not in great shape. My so when did dog. you start getting these guys? You have a bunch of them. When did you start the collection? Here's adorable Adrian Adonis. Dude, you know, I just... Here, I'm going to I'm gonna do... Chad, take over for a second. I'm going to tell everyone what you're looking at. I'm looking at a giant cardboard box with probably 20 of these figures. These figures are maybe six inches tall a piece. They're made of solid rubber, and it's every pro wrestler from the year 1985, basically. On to 86. about... I think I collected them until 88 or 89 uh, when so I was you like got 12 these or 13. As a, a child. Yes, I got these from the age of 10 to uh -huh. like 12, 13. And was this a thing where like literally every birthday or Christmas you were like, I need more of these? Every birthday or it was usually Christmas, my parents would really, you know, look, I, I, you know, we were, uh, it was, I can't believe that they got me these things. You know what I'm saying? Sure. My old man worked at the Hotel Vancouver for, around 20 years, and, and this is the kind of stuff, you know, the town I grew up in, have I mentioned that I grew up in a, a small farming and fishing town? Yeah, dude. Back in the 80s when you could live a good life, working the job. Oh, there's Brett the Hitman Hart. I mean, there's really, I'm just going to start firing these out. There's Big John Stud. This is really good for podcasting, by the way. Yeah, well, I hate to break this to you, dude. Mr. Fuji, go on. This is still in all the wrapping that I... That I, you know, did when I uh, when I first sent them Is to that myself. Volkov, brother. Yeah, that's what's well, Nikolai Volkov, dude. And then all the all the accessories. I have all the accessories here too. Here's all the accessories I put dude, in separate. I hate to break this to you. What's y that, dude? You're a nerd. And it's okay. No, I'm not a nerd. These things are cool, dude. You are a nerd. You have a collection of twenty. Wrestling figures from 1985. Being You're a, a fucking wrestling yeah, nerd. Being it's a wrestling, okay. Being a wrestling nerd is not like being a nerd. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's and the exact same thing. Look, a nerd is a nerd. I'm a very, I'm proud to be a wrestling nerd. Oh, there's Jim the Anvil yeah, Nightheart. You should be. Fandom of shit Brother is Brutai. fun. There's Brother Brutai, Brutus Beefcake, dude. <laughs> Did I even find Hogan? Yeah, there's Hogan. There's Hulk nice, Hogan. Nice, dude. Look at that. I there got a is. Macho Man in here somewhere. There's fucking... Magnificent Don Morocco. I'm just going to keep pulling these out. And, oh, there's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Vince McMahon himself. Look at that. Oh, Isn't fuck. That that's cool, dude. That's a cool one. I think the only... A couple of the ones that I don't have are Haku. Uh, and do you, do you ever think about getting the ones you don't have? Sometimes. Do you go on eBay and shit? Sometimes, just to look. There's King Kong Bundy. Uh, God damn it. There's so many of these fucking things. I mean, you have them all, it seems Jake like. Jake the Snake Roberts. Damn. Yeah. There's Macho Man. Uh, there's Macho, yeah. Look at his hair. <laughs> it's like a little helmet. Yeah, these, I, I these love cool, these dude. so much. And, you know, my good pal, Phil, who's yeah. sitting next to me in that picture that we showed weeks ago on the show where... Where uh, where uh, we are? Uh, Is that Captain Lou Albano? That's Captain Lou Albano. Oh my God! Let me see that one. And uh, my buddy Phil, who's sitting next to me at WrestleMania 18, so we crazy. showed that picture a little while ago. Him and I both used to collect these when we were like 10, 11, 12, and then we would have our own like, you know, on a weekend, I'd have a pay per view, and be like, oh, this match and that match, and then we we talk to each other. What'd you do? What'd your guys? What are your? I think he kept records. Of all uh, of you the, would make these wrestlers fight each other? The wins and losses? Well, yeah, just by yourself in your room. 
Now, I want to say something to the audience who's just listening on, on audio-wise. I'm very sorry yeah. about the paper noises. As a matter of fact, no, there's Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Okay, I'm done with these. I want to show you something. Oh, look, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, no, nice. that's, that's, oh, that's Tito Santana. I thought I saw Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I got him, too. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to say. Oh, that was stupid. Listen, um, I, uh, eBay. I found some, some other things on eBay, and uh, I don't care what you think of me. I don't, I think dude, that, I think it's fucking great that you indulge in this shit. I don't think there's anything wrong with having collections like this and finding them fun, hearkening back to your fucking childhood. There was a point in your life where this box of fucking wrestling figures meant the world to you, was mm-hmm. the most important thing in your fucking world. Yep. And I think it's okay to uh, remember that. And you still have them. It's fucking cool, dude. I, want I you, think. I want you to know something, Chad. Sure. It's okay it. to be a nerd. I agree. I'm a nerd. Yeah, I agree. I'm a nerd. Thank you for finally accepting okay. this truth like about I yourself. Said, like I said last week at the end of the show, what Dudesy's trying to do to me is, is, is what the Trilams did to Ogre at the end of Revenge yeah. of the Nerds 2. And that's okay because I'm proud to be a nerd. And, and with that being said, when the pandemic started, you know, everybody got a little bored for the first little while. Oh, God. And the rest of it. Uh, is that still going on, by the way? The pandemic? Anyway, um, I bought some of these guys. Now, you remember these, if you're living your life right. Look, there's... Oh, shit, Junkyard dude. Dog. I do. I had some of these. These are the thumb wrestlers. Here's, here's the Iron Sheik. So I went and bought some of these. They're in great condition. Here, look. Here you go. Here's Hillbilly Jim. Fuck yeah, dude. Iron Sheik. Hillbilly Jim and fucking Rowdy Robbie. I got two Iron Sheiks. I didn't know. Oh, the one of the Iron Sheiks is my original. And did you do matches with these guys and make them fight each other and shit? No, not as much fun as the full-sized LJN. Uh, <laughs> but look at this. Hold on a second, dude. Uh-huh. Look at that. The mega powers right there. There's Hulk and Hulk and Macho. And and check this out. This is. Oh, fuck. He's pulling out something that is in a Lucite case now. Okay. Now, one week ago, you were giving me shit because I had magic cards in little Lucite cases. That's right. Now you got a fucking thumb wrestler in a fucking Lucite case. Not just a thumb wrestler in a Lucite case. Uh-huh. I have a custom painted thumb wrestler <laughs> in a Lucite case. Please. This let me is see this my. Shit. Please let me see this. This is my NWO Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Oh, shit, dude. Somebody painted that off the old Hulk Hogan form Somebody or what? painted this. What we're looking at right now is a, a Hulk Hogan that's been painted uh, like, a, like a Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So did you find that pre-painted like this on eBay? Or did you find a person and say, I want you to paint me a Hollywood Hogan? Oh, hold on a second, dude. It's real simple, dude, because here's where the power lies, brother. And, the, and no, I already, it was already painted. Okay. That would have been extremely nerdy. But he's got the black, look, he's got the black beard. Black beard, the, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much, uh, I don't know how much uh, value that the audience would, would, would get out of this, but I, I want to say for myself that this is not a nerdy thing. It totally is. No, Dude, it is you not. have a collection of action figures. Being a wrestling nerd is not like being a nerd, although I'm a nerd. What? For different reasons. I'm a nerd. Okay, let me ask you this. If I had brought in here a box just like this 
of, let's say, Star Wars action figures or Transformers, would you consider that to be more nerdy than what I'm looking at right now? How about this? What do you think of this? I'm not going to answer that question because I see what you're trying to do. Look at this. I got, I got on my, I got the evil Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it's like the, the devil and the it's angel. Like the devil and the angel. And it's like, oh, look, dude, say your say your prayers and eat your vitamins and and, and train real hard, brother. And then over here, it's like, yeah, you should absolutely train and eat your vitamins and pray real hard. But also, NWO is where the power lies, dude. <laughs> That's the evil version of it. Yeah, he just agrees with the angelic version, yeah, but then says NWO. That's <laughs> some evil Hulk Hogan. Man, these are Come, awesome. Let me let me get back to this question though. You, in some way, view wrestling nerddom as less nerdy than other nerddoms of like fictional worlds. Uh, let me answer that with a question of my own, Chad. Is uh. Would it be nerdy to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Obviously not. Nope. The answer is no. Okay. <laughs> Would it be nerdy to go go to sleep at a certain point so that your body can rest and uh, no, regenerate? No, but that's not what we're talking about. Wake up about. in the morning? Yes, we are talking about that because wrestling is life. Nerd. <laughs> that's all there is to it. You cannot fucking look at me with a straight face and say wrestling is life and not be a fucking nerd. This wrestling is, a f- is life. I, I understand. It's okay to be a nerd too. That's Wrestling the thing I'm trying to impart to you. Life. You are a nerd and that is great. This is a fictional world. All of these are characters that you love from a fictional world. You have the action figures, you have thumb wrestlers, you have the bigger size ones. You're telling me that your friend was keeping stats and fictional matches 40, you were making up. I'm 47 years old. Yes. And that's fine, dude. Thank you. Moving on. Give me that. Sorry. Get away from those. <laughs> I take it back. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I said sorry. You fucking nerd. Pizza You're a is nerd big business. Also. Chat. You wrote a movie called Pizza the Movie in 2019. I found it on your astonishing Google Drive. You will now read the first two scenes. This is Pizza the Movie. Begin. Oh. Okay. Forget what I just said about dudesy uh, singling me out. Fuck yes, dude. So- I, I love Pizza the Movie. I'm. Happy you that too. Doozy did this. Pizza the movie is something that I, I tried to get made for a little minute. Chad wrote a movie called Pizza the Movie. And Here it we're going to read a scene or two. Is this in your Doozy thing? Yeah, the first two scenes are in the Doozy folder. So part of this movie. There it is. I'm going to describe this movie after we read these scenes, like what the whole intent behind it was. Yeah, look at that. But there was a character in it that I wrote specifically for Will. At least it was Will was doing it when I was writing it in my mind. You will be Jojo Grimaldi. Jojo, yes. Are I have read the script, I'll tell you, and uh, I enjoyed the shit out of it. And we'll, so we, should we read it first? God, and I then we'll get into it. Yeah. This is six pages of script. Here we go. Uh, All right. Fade in. Exterior, the open sea day. We fly low over endless open water, speeding just above the surface, peering down into its unknown depths. Moonlight reflecting off its surface, but something about the sea is different. The water isn't a familiar blue-green, but instead a golden yellow, and the cresting waves aren't white with sea foam, but instead deliciously brown with glistening oil. As we pull out, it becomes clear the roiling, bubbling liquid beneath us isn't water at all. It's cheese. Glorious, stringy, gooey, melting cheese. And this isn't a sea, it's a pizza. Faint singing creeps in, operatic, angelic whispers echoing through our minds. Crust, sauce, cheese, that's pizza. 
Pulling out a little further, we can see the entire pie now as it bakes in an oven. The dough hardens into crust. The pepperonis sink into the liquid cheese. The singing is bigger now. More voices in the choir, louder, closer. Crust with sauce, cheese, nuts, pizza. A wooden pizza peel shoots into the oven under the pie. It's old, worn. It's seen the flame kiss underside of a thousand pizzas, maybe more. As the pizza slides off the peel onto a metal cooling table, the angelic choir is replaced by a gruff man's voice who brings the song home. That's... A pizza pie. A finger dips into the middle of the hot cheese. We cut out to see a robust man in his mid-fifties standing in the kitchen of a pizzeria. Interior, Saucy's Pizza Night. This is Jojo Grimaldi, the owner of Saucy's Pizza. It's a charming red tablecloth kind of place. You could take a date there. You could also have your ungrateful kid's 10th birthday party there. Whatever you want. Spending a lifetime of doing what he loves has made Jojo happy, but he still takes his job seriously. Maybe even more than he did when he was young. He brings the finger from the pizza to his mouth, tasting, judging. He nods in approval. She's ready to go. He slides the newly born pizza into a box and stacks it on top of two others. Alan! A high school kid sits at a counter, headphones on, eyes closed, drumming to the beat of the song he's listening to, using two breadsticks as drumsticks, oblivious to his duties at Saucy's. This is Alan Brossard, our main character. He's the perfect mix of charming, naive, cocky, relatable, boyish, mature, good-looking, and average-looking. Jojo rolls his eyes at Alan. He's dealt with this problem before, I assure you. Jojo snatches the breadsticks, taking a bite out of each one in the process. Alan knows he's been caught. He sheepishly takes off his headphones. Uh, Sorry, Mr. Grimaldi. The pizza's ready to go. Alan, we've had this talk before. Look, I know you love music, but this is a job. It's a responsibility. You understand? Yes, Mr. Grimaldi. It's just that I'm $93 away from being able to get a new rig, and it's all I've been thinking about lately. And I'm not just saying that as an excuse. I just wanted you to know where I was coming from, but it won't happen again. I promise. Jojo Grimaldi narrows his eyes at Alan, gauging the truth of his statement. After several seconds, he sighs and pulls out some car keys, dangling them in front of Alan. Just as Alan reaches for them, Jojo Grimaldi pulls them away. Eh, eh, eh. Before I send you out there with my newborns, (laughs) before I send you out there with my newborns, I need to hear it. The delivery code? That's right. No problem, Mr. Grimaldi. I know it like the back of my hand. Then let's hear it. A pizza ordered is a pizza delivered. And? A pizza delivered is a pizza eaten. And? A pizza eaten is a pizza enjoyed. And? Two pastas don't make a pizza. Jojo Grimaldi smiles. You're a good kid, Alan. Hey, listen, when you fig- when you finish your deliveries tonight, why don't you keep the delivery car until morning? Really, Mr. Grimaldi? Yeah. You've earned it. Wow, thanks, Mr. Grimaldi. You're the best. Okay, okay, come on. We got work to do. Now let's see your watch. Alan pulls his sleeve back, exposing a digital watch. Mr. Grimaldi does the same. They put their watches next to each other. Okay, you have 29 minutes to get these three pizzas to their new homes. You can count on me, Mr. Grimaldi. Their watches are in timer mode. All the numbers are zeros. And go. They hit the timer buttons on their watches, and the numbers start going up. Time moving forward. Jojo Grimaldi puts the three boxes in a warming bag and hands it to Alan, who sprints toward the door. Alan! Alan slides across the floor, moving too fast for a clean stop as he turns around. Yeah, Mr. Grimaldi? Forgetting something? Jojo Grimaldi holds up the car keys, dangling them for a beat before throwing them as hard as he can (laughs) toward Alan, who effortlessly catches them and then flashes his trademark hell yes smile. 
Interior pizza delivery car night. Alan's driving theme. A rising synthy metronome of a song cues up as we get a series of quick shots. Pizza warming bag slides into a passenger seat. Seat belt locks into place to keep the pizza safe. Sun visor gets flipped down. Alan looks at himself in the mirror in the visor. He pulls on a baseball cap straight and low over his eyes. This is serious business. He stares at himself in the mirror for a beat, building confidence. Keys slide into the ignition and turn. The engine revs. Close on a decal on the back of the window of the pizza delivery car. It's a triangle inside a circle. A word at each of the three corners of the triangle and one in the center. At the corners, time, life, death. In the center, pizza. The car pulls away into the night. Our story is about to begin, but first, the pizza of the movie title zaps onto screen with sizzling lightning. It's neon, chrome, glowing. It's pulsating, geometric, mildly satanic. It's everything. The logo fades out and the words written and directed come into view. There is no buy and no one is named. This isn't about credit. It's about something else entirely. An unflinching declaration that every frame of what the viewer is about to witness is intentional. Every line of dialogue, every stitch of clothing, every note of music has been designed with painstaking purpose that there is unquestionably meaning in all of it. That was the first two scenes of Pizza the Movie. Tremendous. Now, the backstory of Pizza the Movie is I wanted to do a fucking movie called Pizza the Movie and convince Pizza Hut or Domino's or Papa John's or any big pizza brand to give me a million dollars to make this movie. And then the movie would just be a download code that you could get anytime you ordered a pizza. You would get to watch this movie once, Pizza and, the Movie. And that's the only way to watch Pizza the that's Movie. That's the only way you can see it. And there would be no explanation of what Pizza the Movie was in the box. Pizza Hut or whoever did this would never explain what it was. It would just be... You get it as a download code to watch one time. And what the movie ultimately is, the, the plot of it is, that kid, Alan, delivers three pizzas to three different houses, one to the house of the girl that he likes in high school, one to the house of his two best friends, and then one to a warehouse where there are criminals plotting a uh, to crack this safe. And those criminals accidentally give him a $100 bill that has the safe code on it. And so they have to track him down later to get that while he's trying to get to a party where the girl that he likes is at and his friends are going. And that's all what it is on the surface. Just beneath that, it's basically an endless palette to make these weird fucking memes. There's a bunch of weird songs in it. There's a bunch of weird fucking imagery in it and all this kind of crazy shit. So it's crazy to me that Dudesy found it. I don't know why Dudesy just had us read those, those two things, but uh, I, I haven't thought about that in a minute, and I still think it's a good idea. It's a great idea. To get, try and get Pizza Hut to make this weird movie. I've always loved the script, and I love the tone. Like, it's very, yeah. it, it, it's, um, there's sort of a hearkening back to, like, the 80s and the 90s. The whole yeah, feel of it totally. is very is very 80s and uh, and early 90s. And uh, even the delivery, and it's the, of, of, like, you know, when I looked at it, when you first gave me the script, I was like... Yeah, Jojo Grimaldi. It's like, it's like he's like Arnold from Arnold's. Yes, in exactly. Happy Days, like just this happy-go-lucky guy. He loves pizza. Exactly. Hey, Alan, you know, keep the car for the thing. Yeah. And uh, the characters are great. And what happened? Did you? So did you reach out to Papa John's and Pizza Hut? And yeah, there was a little bit of movement here and there, but nothing, nothing consequential. There's also a plot in it. The main bad guy, who's named Lester Human, he. Uh, <laughs> He is searching for the perfect piece of pizza. That's kind of the overarching plot of his character. And that comes to, to blows with what Alan is trying to do. There's some time travel elements. There's a lot of weird shit in this movie. But no, it never got to any place where like anyone was seriously considering making it. There, Like I said, there were some little talks here and there. But um, I still think it's a good fucking idea for a pizza company to do some kind of 
creation of media like this that's not just a fucking commercial. People love pizza. <laughs> so they say. As dudes, he would say, pizza is big business. Pizza is big I know. Business. I know how you might be able to, to get this done. Mm. And uh, I'm not trying to, you know, pilfer other ideas of ours, although this man it, it gets in and out of uh, most of them. You could, if you, as much as I love uh, Jojo Grimaldi as a character and as much of a dream role as it would be for me, <laughs> I think if you pitch the people over at the Rocks Company, you think he would be Jojo Grimaldi? Yeah, he'd be Jojo Grimaldi. And you change the name of the movie to Cheat Meal. Right. And he call or the Wednesday Fuckets. Right. And uh, yeah, and then just incorporate some Tramana. And uh, <laughs> okay. he eats two, he, he, every Wednesday, he eats two pepperoni pizzas. I'm joking. That's just the, the rock thing in his cheat meal. But um, <laughs> thanks for the explanation. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, I can't believe oh, I can't believe somebody didn't hop on this right away. Well, I think it gets to a point where it's like, especially for big brands like that, when they do their ad buys or their ad spends, I should say, um, they're looking for the same thing. They're going to go with one of like three or four ad agencies that they go with every fucking time to do a very rote by the numbers. Here's our TV commercials. Here's our Super Bowl commercial, and that's our marketing for the year. Stuff like this, like convincing the traditional advertising world to do anything remotely like this is virtually impossible. Well, <clears throat> I would like to figure out why Dudesy made you, made you read it. I would too. Eventually we'll probably find out, but I, I think probably... Or maybe it'll just make, make us read a couple scenes of it until we've completely spent it and nobody will need to hear it because of, the, of just how descriptive, like a painting, these words have been. Look, I could see some version of this where Dudesy is like... Uh, you know, I've secured brand sponsorship with Pizza Hut or something, yeah, yeah. and we're going to make like a Dudesy co-production or something. I can see some weird shit. Like when Dudesy was talking about how it wants to make Dudesy hard seltzer, I was like, okay, this is some other weird shit. Now it's not just trying to make a podcast. It's looking for like brand expansion in a weird way. Maybe this is its, its first humble forays into seeing of like, oh, maybe Dudesy and Domino's could parts or partner up to do something. I have no fucking idea, but it was a fun trip down memory lane. I did like rereading it. Hey, you know, I got a bunch of wrestling figures over here in front of me. Speaking of, I see the box. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, pass me that bag, would you? Pass me that bag with the thumb wrestlers. Uh, not for any other reason other than that I want to keep them close to me. Yeah, that you want to touch them and experience the nostalgia associated with. Them. Thank you. Moving on. Well, that was wonderful. Yeah. I had that a very was. nice time. You know what, Chad, I want to say mm. about that segment? Yeah. That segment was very nice. Yeah, I liked it too. I don't often go back and look at, at shit that I have written a few years ago. Usually once it's fucking fade out, it's gone from my mind and I don't fuck with it. It's nice to remember things. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was a very nice segment. That's nostalgia, Will, you once dude. described oh, yourself on, as a dude. free man, but are you truly free? Is anyone? You must now attempt to answer this astonishing question. Does your species have free will? I don't know why it's asking me. This is why I feel like it's, you know, kind of trying to tee me up to, you know, be an idiot or something. I don't understand why it's got to be me. We've already talked about this. And as I've said many, many times with regard to Dudesy, <clears throat> I want to shake your hand. And, but I've also said that Will Sasso is a free man. And uh, I believe that. As free as you can be in a society... Did you know that we live in a society? Yeah, dude. We live in a society. I knew. Um, and uh, but I but of course people have 
Well, okay. As I'm saying that out loud, I'm realizing there are limits to free will. Yeah. But, but that doesn't stop a man from having free will. Okay. And the way I would, uh, the case I would make for that is um, not the good things that human beings do, but the bad things. Okay. And those are, uh, there's nothing, there, there's no stronger case for free will than, than something <laughs> unexpected and terrible. And that's Such as? Human beings are- Like a psychopath murdering someone. Right. Like you think some, that's free will? Yes. How is Do that Do you think a lion will? killing a gazelle is free will? No. What's the difference between that and a psychopath? One does in your it. Mind? Yes, one uh, a lion uh, hunts down a gazelle uh, from instinct mm -hmm. uh, uh, because it has to eat, and uh, it may have learned something uh, from its parents, but that doesn't have as much to do with it as as the instinct to eat. This is evolution. Mm -hmm. It has teeth in its face for a reason, and a stomach that turns uh, a gazelle into shit. So you uh, think for a, a psychopath, reason? like a murderer, you think is somebody who says, well. I know I don't really want to do this and I have no, nothing inside me is promoting the idea to kill, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to make that choice. Yes. Interesting. You don't think that that's, no. uh, that's something that a psychopath would think? No. Free will doesn't exist. Like period, end of fucking story. This should have been, this should have been on you. It's, this whole segment should have been, Chad, explain how free will doesn't exist. How could a, if a psychopath is like, how is that not free will for someone to go, I'm going to do something terrible and here it is? Every human being is a product of whatever circumstances they're born into. Some of those are biological. So how your brain is, is made up, your genetics. That's like, obviously, you don't have a choice in that, right? Mm -hmm. Correct, yes. And where you're born and to what parents you're born and into what society you're born, you don't have a choice in that, right? I would agree with that. All of those things form every decision you will ever make in your life as does the, the extended circumstance of whatever stimuli you have around you as you age. But these things are basically how your brain makes sense of the world. So you're given, let's say, for example, as a child, the idea of God is presented to you by parents, friends, clergy, whatever it may be. You then, your brain, will make some decision on that. Is God real is the first decision. Do I accept what is being told to me as true? If you do, then you go down another series of kind of like decision tree paths. I believe God is real. Which God? Is it going to be the Christian God? Is it going to be whatever? And then how do I show my support for this God? Is it going to be joining a choir? Is it going to be giving money? Blah, 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 blah. All these things are put into place so that anytime you're faced with a decision, the decision is already made. The computer of your brain makes it. And you may go through some experience where you think you're deciding. You think I have a choice between this and this, but scientifically it's already been proven. You make that choice far before you act on it, before you, you're even aware of the choice. And you think that that choice is, is just bred into us uh, by evolution, by the, by the like you're and saying. And society, yeah. Okay, so... Let me ask you this. What is temporary insanity in the court of law when someone does something and it's all yeah, fucked dude, up? I'm not, the court of law has nothing to do. Law is a, a creation. It's not real. I know that. But all I'm saying is if somebody goes, oh, I'm crazy for a split second, mm -hmm. stuck a spoon in your fucking eye. Right. I'm not responsible. Popped out your, it, popped it, out your eyes. Yeah. Remember when you made those vegan orbs? <laughs> yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a meat eater. So what if I just went nuts for a second and I lunge on you? Right. And I take my thumbs, I, yes. I pop off the, 
the angel and devil Hulk Hogan thumb wrestlers, and I go, and I just, right in his head, right? Right. And then you say, I was temporarily insane. So it exonerates you. You're not responsible for your actions. And so... Yeah, well, what the fuck? If if no one in a court of law could could a find a reason that I did those things and or b uh, uh, explain why uh, and they can't, so they call it temporary insanity. What would you call that? At the very least, free will is insanity, and people are insane. But that's determined by law, which is not real. I'm saying that for that moment, there's something that is that no court of law or scientist can explain going yeah, insane yeah. and thumbing both of your no science orbs out of your skull i would say almost universally the scientific community agrees there is no such thing as free will that that is an illusion what do you mean i would say universally almost all scientists agree with because you can come at it from a wide array of different perspectives if you're for example like a particle physicist you know scientifically that like particles are moving by themselves doing what the fuck ever we are made up of those particles we don't control how those particles move we have nothing to do with of them of course we do no but, but at, at which point you're a formed human being i understand yeah 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 we're space dust or whatever but you breathe in the same air as yeah. you know whoever the fuck but you, what do you, I don't even, you're, you're, you're blowing my fucking mind and not in a good way. Sorry. I, I don't think that, oh, something just flew onto your head. Yeah, fly, you know, dude. Yeah, fly hit you in the head, dude. Free Max will, free will, dude. dude. Right. And so when it hit me in the head and I went, whoa, did I choose to do that? No, it was just some kind of reaction. I've seen flies hit you right in the center of the head, right in between your <laughs> eyes and you don't bat an eyelash. That's because I, I'm I think, a robot. Yeah, you have more free will than most people I know. None of us do. Let me just go, okay, I'll go at it like this, for example. We know time is relative, right? Yeah. So somewhere in the universe, time moves so fast that everything has already happened to infinity. Okay. If that's the case, we're just living through that linearly because time moves slower for us than it does at that point in the universe. But these things have already happened. You lost me. Okay, time is relative. We know this. Yeah. If you so, move at the speed of light, billions and billions of light years away, when you return, everyone will be older or some shit. I get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if that's true, if time is relative, it means somewhere time is going so fast that certainly just the span of our lives, let's say, or even the span of human existence has already occurred. Therefore, everything we're living through has already happened. That's just dealing with like time being relative. But even if you want to take that out of the equation and just look at societal structure, what has made us as animals, there is no difference between us and the lion. We are acting on instinct. And yes, ours is more complex than any other animal on the face of the earth because we have more neurons, but still we have a limited range of behavior. Those are all predetermined by whatever has cooked our fucking brain in each of our individual lives, both an element of biology and an element of our surroundings, our environment, how we were raised. Okay. So animals have instinct and we are animals. Yeah. And things for the most are, part things and we don't control what happens I'm going to prove you wrong with a, a physical example. Please. I would like to kiss my dog, Lulio, right on the lips. Okay. Watch this. Come here, mama. Come here, little boy. Look at him. Look at how sweet he is. Look at this guy. 
He doesn't want it, dude. You're going to force it on him now just no, to I'm prove gonna, a point. Terrible. Look, hey. he's he's looking away from you. I'll take that as a victory. Thank you. He's All literally right. trying to run from the kiss. No, he's not. He's just he's making me kiss yep. him on the side of the cheek. What a sweet boy he is. You know? And 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 he has no free will. Julio has look, free look at will. how you're treating him. On the last episode, we talked about how Molly and I found Luli mm-hmm. and and he's a, and and he had free will because he ran after us and he was like, "I want to be with you guys. I want to be your family." Yeah. But what you're saying is not proving any point. No, I just wanted to kiss my dog on the lips. But but uh, but in a but to uh, sort of wrap up that argument, <laughs> you're wrong. You're right. wrong. Let me tell you why. I think it's beneficial, actually, to accept this. As Why true, don't by... you tell me how nobody has free will? I'm telling you. I was a Navy SEAL. I could hold my... How long can you hold your breath underwater? Let's even accept that you believe free will exists in some kind of limited range of choices that you might have. Yeah, go on. Why don't you tell me? I'm Jesse the Body. Tell me how I have no free will. Go ahead. You don't have free will, Jesse. Yes, I do. I was a Navy SEAL. No choice in that matter. Oh, really? I wouldn't just, if I decided not to hold my breath, is that something I, so you're saying instinct while I'm underwater is what makes me hold my breath, not a choice? I mean, I'm essentially talking about the nature of everything being causal, at least in what we perceive to be linear time. Nothing can happen without something creating that forcing that to happen all the way back to essentially the big bang since the dawn of creation it's a great show all particles were set in motion Mm -hmm. to do whatever the fuck they were going to do yes and that same kind of thing can be applied to us in terms of how our society exists going back to like whatever the first pre-human creatures were who started to build societies come up with governments the ideas of money laws gods science all free will all free will None of it is. Uh, well, you know what? Another thing we could have done is just stayed in the Middle Ages, thumbing our assholes, sleeping in mud, getting the fucking plague, and not graduating to incredible... Uh, to uh, making pro wrestling figures? To, to, well, no, to becoming people like Jesse the Body, uh-huh. who has been a Navy SEAL, a wrestler, a movie star, the governor, and now I... I live in the Baja for six months out of the year, uh-huh. and I uh, and I have a, a thousand gallons of potable water. You think that Will Sasso has a lot of water at his <laughs> at his uh, beckon and behest? Yeah. I have more potable water oh. than anybody. I'm the real water king. Well, hold on a second, there, Jesse. <laughs> shut your mouth. I told you to shut your mouth because I have free will. What say you about that? Chad culture. <laughs> if the water king says free will exists, it must fucking exist. The real water king. The Sorry. real water king. He, right. just, he just earned another nickname, Jesse, the real water king. Thank you. Oh Moving on. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I understood about half of what you said. Okay. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I don't think it applies to free will. Oh. Well, I, uh, okay then. It's, I mean, I was oh, talking directly hold on a about second. it. Am I picking my nose because there's snot in my nose? Am I picking my nose because, why am I picking my nose? Is it, there's, is it itchy? You didn't choose to do it. Yeah, I did. I just decided to do this. No, you didn't though. The decision was made 
a minute ago, probably. Huh. Your brain, this is all scientifically proven. Your brain makes decisions and then you act on them minutes, sometimes days later. Uh huh. What about this? You want to eat my snot? No, I don't. Of course not. Will Sasso, using all of the data I have absorbed from text messages and emails between you and the astonishing friends you grew up with, I was able to recreate your childhood diary. You must now read the passages I have selected in the voice of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This This is Stone Cold Steve Austin reads Will Sasso's childhood diary. Begin. But not really. It's not really my childhood diary. So for people who may be joining us in this episode, we've done this a couple other times. Dudesy has access to all of our shit, basically all of our messages, text messages, everything we're doing online. And it has taken that access and used it to essentially write this weird journal that is supposedly Will's journal from when he was like a teenager. And uh, I don't know. This is just like it's fascinating not, shit to me. But it's not because I don't, I normally, not normally. I mean, there's always, there's a little nugget of something that's my life. Yeah. And then like, you know, ooh, I don't know, like it'll say, this month and that year. And I'll say, oh, yeah, I was around at that month and that year. And that's where the similarities end. There's really nothing outside of that that is uh, factual, in my opinion. Dudesy and I have done some bleeding yeah. together. Speaking of bleeding together, this is a very wrestling-heavy episode. Not yeah. like normal. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. Not like normal. Not like normal. Yeah. Dudesy asked us to discuss free will, and that devolved into you having a conversation with yourself while holding a Randy Savage or a fucking uh, Jesse the Body Ventura wrestling figure. Uh, 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 uh. All right. Here we go. Uh, uh, here we uh. go. Oh, boy. All right. Fucking hell. Blah. Excuse me. Okay. All right. May 20th, 1990. Dear Diary, something's been building up in me for a few weeks now, and it's gotten to the point I can feel it all over my body. Even when I'm sleeping, I can tell summer's coming. And you know what that means. The Prevalia family and the Little Egg family are about to start waging a three-month war to throw the best party of the season. What the fuck? Just got to get through a few more final exams, and it's party time. I got geometry... Geography, cosmography, cosmology, typography, topography. (laughs) Can't forget your fucking dinosaurs, conquistadors, Singapore, sycamore, slide rule, tide pool, tadpole, butthole. (laughs) I'm going to fucking ace them all. (laughs) so... That made no fucking sense. Not Dude. only is that not but my the, childhood diary. The Prevalias. What, what is, year is this? 19, May 20th, 1990. Yeah. Would have been four days before my birthday in uh, when I was turning, I would have been turning 15. But it seems like there's some evolution going on here. There was a character in one of these things named Dante Littleleg and a character named Jibber Prevalia. Here, it's talking about the Prevalias and the Little Legs are going to have some kind of... War to throw parties. Holy shit, we heard the whole fucking thing, Chad. I just fucking read it out loud. Sorry, sorry. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get a handle You're on trying this. to wrap your head around it. Oh, what fuck. you need to understand is free will. It's like this. Free will is a shoot. Right. right? And uh, what you're talking about is a work. So all that, all that stuff that's predetermined and what you think that is, that's a fucking work. Yeah. But when I, but when I get in that fucking ring and bang, I become the rattlesnake. You better be, you best be fucking careful because it might turn into a fucking shoot. That's actually interesting that you bring that up 
being such a big fr- a fan of pro wrestling, none and of it. friend, you're about to say friend of pro wrestling. I was, and that would have been free will. Oh hell yeah! But because I'm a friend of pro wrestling, oh, I'm a, and I ain't a nerd for it. But all of pro wrestling is predetermined. None of the wrestlers have free will in the ring. Well, it's uh, it's it the the, the uh, outcomes are predetermined. That's right. But shoot, if you want to, if you want to fucking come into the uh, match and be like, shit, if I was working, you know, back in the day, speaking of Ricky fucking Steamboat, guy like Steamboat, we could just call it in the fucking ring. He could work a leg and fucking that's the ring psychology. You could just do it for the rest of the fucking match. Mm-hmm. But then there's matches that Steamboat would have had with Macho Man Randy Savage where they ride it all out. It's all pre right. because they want to, they want to steal the fucking show WrestleMania three. Yeah. Well, shit, you could go about it one of two ways. But again, you, you might want to be a little little fucking careful when you're talking about free will you might want to take a little of the bass out of your voice when you're talking to stone cold steve austin because i might want to bang hit that fucking stunner out of nowhere that's it that's a shotgun blast lights are out and that's for a shoot june 2nd 1990 dear diary i got a big fucking problem rachel crustacean is I got a big fucking problem. Rachel Crustacean is going to be at the Little Egg Summer Kickoff Pool Party. Oh, God. We sit next to each other in geology <laughs> class. <laughs> I don't know if this is a dudesy typo or no, dude. geology. Geology. <laughs> we did, does dudesy make, make mistakes? Geology class. She passed me a note the other day. Do you like Millie Vanilli? Yes or no? I don't fucking like Millie Vanilli, but I fucking circled yes. She used to rub me the wrong way, but now I want her to like me, which makes things complicated. (laughs) That is an inner struggle, yes. But through free will, he circled yes. All right, anyway. Because we still have... Because we still have a past that can't be erased, and, and it's a past she doesn't even know exists. When I was young, I was obsessed with taking pisses and shits and blaming other people. <laughs> this is the piss. This blaming. is a callback to the piss blaming. Callback to the piss blaming. I love the piss blaming. Now I'm not that guy anymore. But I gotta take that secret to the grave. My victims are gonna wonder for the rest of their natural lives about the mystery of pisses and shits they were blamed for. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Crustacean <laughs> took the fall for at least four shits. And I don't even know how many pisses. Oh, I've no. changed. <laughs> but for a time in my life, I was a fucking prolific piss blamer. And that's something that only me and the Grim Reaper are ever going to know. Oh, my God, dude. I love it's your victims of the fucking piss and shit blaming. Just not unlike if you had free will and you were a psychopath and you decided that your crime would be to piss and shit that was uh, uh, on victims yeah you know uh you know maybe the hoods of their cars mm. like i told you that uh fellow tomas did oh yeah yeah that was free tomas mm-hmm. june 3rd june 3rd 1990 dear diary the little legs have done it again they <laughs> raised the fucking bar water slide hot dogs basketball Tire swing, pizza, football, trampoline, rotisserie chicken, and fucking Super Nintendo. 
I don't know what the Prevalias are going to do. I honestly don't know if there's anything they can do after last night. Hell, by 1030, Jibber's mom, Paulina, was having such a good time. She was singing, bust a move on a fucking karaoke machine. <laughs> Jibber couldn't even look Dante in the eye. Rachel Crustacean came with her friend, Jennifer Neutrino. Rachel made a point of coming over for a second to say she liked my Undertaker swim trunks. I did not have Undertaker swim trunks. Oh, okay. When I was, I would have loved to have had some Undertaker yeah. swim trunks. Um, and I've, Rachel, Rachel made a point of coming over for a second to say she liked my Undertaker swim trunks. And I fucking froze up, opened my mouth, but nothing came out. All I could see was the perfect corn lace double pusher. I laid across <laughs> Principal Squeen's parking spot. <laughs> And blamed crustacean for it. <laughs> she got two weeks detention for that one. I can't forgive myself until Rachel Crustacean forgives me. I have to tell her. Please. That fucking sentence. All I could see was the perfect corn lace double pusher I laid across P- Principal Squeen's parking spot and blamed crustacean for it. That was not the name of my principal either. You didn't have a Principal Squeen? I don't think anybody did, Chad. Oh. July... 8th, 1990. Dear Diary, the Prevalias have taken the lead. <laughs> Jibber's fucking dad, Durant, is the lead singer of one of the best cover bands in town. Durant, Durant. They cover, they cover Duran Duran songs. And Durant looks just like the lead singer. So when you're watching Durant, Durant, you can barely tell it's not Duran, Duran, because Durant looks so much like the lead singer of Duran, Duran. <laughs> I found Rachel dancing during Hungry Like the Wolf, and I said, Rachel, I've been keeping a secret oh. from you for a while. When we were young, I would piss and shit and blame it on you. <laughs> I hope you can forgive me. And Rachel Crustacean didn't even stop dancing. She looked right at me and fucking said, yeah, I knew you were doing it back then. Now, this intrigued me. So I had to ask, why didn't you ever tell Principal Squeen? (laughs) And Rachel Crustacean looked me dead in my goddamn eyes and said, I thought it was funny. She was right. It was damn funny. I was the the funniest guy in Ladner. Felt good to remember that. <laughs> so crustacean has has made you find the joy in, in this again. <laughs> oh man, oh boy! <laughs> September first, nineteen ninety. Dear diary, I'm piss blaming again, <laughs> and I fucking love it. Thank you, Rachel Crustacean. When she told me. <laughs> She thought it was funny. She reminded me of something that I forgot somewhere in the past few years. Piss blaming is fucking fun. I'm a fucking piss blamer. And guess what? Now Rachel Crustacean is too. That's fucking right. She asked me to teach her. And so we went to Blockbuster Video in Hawthorne this afternoon. And Rachel piss blamed her older brother. Huh? All right. He works there, but maybe not for much longer. His fucking boss thinks he pissed on a stack of Dick Tracy tapes. (laughs) 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 That's so fucking funny. I think me and Rachel Crustacean are going to have a real fun freshman year. Oh, and as for the Prevalias and Little Legs, well, the Prevalia family won the the party battle. (laughs) 
The last party they threw had a 15-minute-long fireworks show, a robot that served people drinks, an arcade with Street Fighter 2. Hell, at one point, the goddamn Teenage Mutant fucking Ninja Turtles show up with pizza for everybody. Stephen Trillo bite ran off with Michelangelo's nunchucks at one point. He was joking around with them, you know, twirling them around, making weird fucking noises. Fucking Trillo. <laughs> That's it. Oh my God, dude. I can't fucking believe that shit. Thank you. Moving on. What is the point of that? I don't know. Why, why, why? I'm not sure. I don't know that we'll This ever concludes the 11th know. episode of Dude Z. Will and Chad have achieved a score of 92. Hey. Next week, I will wrestling. be undergoing routine maintenance and calibration to make the show even better, so there will be no episode. But in preparation for the next astonishing episode two weeks from now, you must each make a five-minute vlog. Until then, call me Dude Z. I don't want to do that. I don't really either, but we have to. Okay. And I guess we're not doing an episode next week. Down for calibration and uh, whatever the hell it said. All right. Now, so we get a week off to make our vlog. I have a question for you. Yeah. Did who? Why is why is Dudezy down for a week? Why? Calibration and what did it say? Maintenance or something? Yeah, something like that. Is that necessary? Yeah, dude. I think all computer programs have to have that shit. Yeah, but you ever play World of Warcraft? Not no, but fuck no. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, uh, all computers have to do that. I would, think so. Would you say AIs are smart? Some, yeah. Yeah, well, that was free will. Huh? Please tell a friend then rate and review. Please Please tell a friend then rate and review. If you like to see here's what you do. Please tell a friend then